Hey there, welcome to our AP Legal Zone podcast brought to you by AP Lawyers. We are your top fix for all weekly law updates, including family, immigration, wills, and estates law. Just a friendly reminder we are not your lawyers, and everything contained in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and not to be construed as legal advice. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can stay connected with any updates and get notified about our new episodes. Hello, I'm Angela Princewell. And I'm Shereen Abdi. Our topic for today is ex-spouse in the house, survival tips. So uh, we we have a lot of um a lot of people coming to us in the early stages of their separation process and um they're still living together with their partner. And, you know, over the years, we've learned some tips for being able to survive what is a very difficult time, to put it mildly, for some people. Yeah. <laughs> so, to say the least, yes, there's a lot of different avenues you have to take into consideration when living with your spouse. I mean, first and foremost, my first tip is to create some sort of personal space, like some boundaries. So, for example, if obviously you've been in the main master bedroom, maybe it's time to reevaluate. Obviously, I'm assuming that if you're separated, you don't wish to share the same bed. Um, At least from my own personal perspective, I wouldn't want to. So, you know, if you have an additional room, great. We've had couples that have kind of just maybe transitioned from taking the basement and making that into like a basement apartment, hopefully. Um, and then really just the other party occupying like the upstairs and then the main floor would kind of be like the common area. Yeah. On for, for some people, it's just been as simple as moving into the kids room, one of the kids rooms and just, or taking the couch and the other person understanding that you only access the room to, to take your, to take, use the bathroom or take, or take things. I mean, every situation is different. Um, ideally it would be nice if there is at least a spare room or, or basement that you could move in. And, and there's different reasons why people choose this somewhat difficult option of remaining in the same home. And I find that it's, it's usually one of two reasons. It's either it's financially makes more better sense financially or because of the children, right? Yeah. Um, if you've not sorted out parenting, what parenting time would look like, then one party doesn't want to leave and not have time with the kids. I actually have clients who have chosen to remain in the home because they they don't want the children's routines to change. I think it's better for, for the children to have both parents, even though the parents are separate and apart. So you have to applaud those people because I'm going to talk about passive aggressiveness shortly because that's that's a big one. Um, but I think for the financial reasons as well, some people don't want to pay rent um, or they can't even afford to pay rent while still maintaining the expenses of the home because the fact that you move out doesn't mean your obligation to maintain this asset necessarily and so for different reasons, they um, people make the options to live in the same home. So if you're able to create personal spaces for yourself, like Shirin said, that's that's great. But how you conduct yourself is yes. a big one. So Shirin, I don't know if you want to just give us some tips on how to conduct yourself while in the home. Yeah, I think cleanliness is a big one. Um, 
I know I often get complaints about, you know, maybe one part and some of it might be vindictive. And that's what the goal is really is to ensure that you're in a space, but you could be as peaceful as possible about it. Um, and then, you know, not leaving your dirty dishes in the sink, cleaning up after yourself, just basic well, rules. they are no longer your husband or your wife. Um, the yeah. dynamic when you were married still, well, I don't want to use the word married, when you were still officially a couple is different now. So yeah. if they used to do your laundry, well, Even if they maybe they don't want to do that expectation, anymore. Expectation, I mm-hmm. think, is unreasonable. I used to have a client who lived in the basement. They had been separated for years at that point prior to um, coming to me. But essentially, he would go upstairs and just kind of like, take all of the food that she had given me <laughs> and I think you know after many years he just kind of like you know is sick of fending for himself so <laughs> I used to be a common complaint so like please just some boundaries if if you if you're of the ability to kind of make decisions and be as amicable maybe you guys kind of do some sort of meal schedule maybe one person will cook I mean to be honest if you're fortunate enough to be that great on terms like good for you but it's yes. not really practical yes but at the very least just be very mindful of your space if you're sharing a bathroom if you're sharing personal spaces keep your own personal space tidy um and just be respectful and don't encroach on the other person's um space like in, in terms of conduct yourself properly so for example do not go into the other person's underwear drawer for example you know do not and it seems like a joke but some people do that and it, it might have been fine when you were together together but it's just uncomfortable if you're if you're now separated um i know what a, a common concern that i've had with clients in the past is going to their gun safe for example or trying to encourage and you know, if someone has has their stuff and it's stored or whatever, it's up to them. Um, you know, don't put cameras where it would make the other party uncomfortable. Um, you know, talk to the other person because you're still in the in the home um, together. So there might be legitimate re- reasons for doing it. I I have had a client put in a camera to watch their guns because the other party would frequently come into the basement and they wanted just to I guess catch them going through their stuff. I don't know, but I I, I thought a a more sensible option would be to store the guns better and maybe not have to try to catch them in the act of I don't I don't really know what. But anyway, in that case it was not too big of a deal because the spaces were clear. One person was upstairs, one was in the basement. But again, a lot of um, arguments when one person is saying, well, I came into that space to see where if their gun was stored properly because we have a child that's running around and another person is saying, well, why are you around here? It's it's just uncomfortable. So everyone needs to just behave themselves really and apply basic common sense, right? Yeah. And I mean, another common concern is having third parties to the home. Mm-hmm. So you know, we've had situations, I think, for both of our files where a significant other is, you know, visiting the home and there's children in the home. No, you Obviously, made that's not appropriate. Make that very clear. So in a new significant yeah. other. So separating parties living together and one person now has someone in their lives, right? And they're inviting that person into the home and it leads into a major blowout. And yes, who knows? Maybe it's good old jealousy. 
But there is sound argument to the fact that, well, you just met this person. We haven't had a conversation. Why Why are they in our home? What if the children um, saw this in this on this particular file? She was speaking about the children were younger and were in bed. But again, children are not necessarily known to always sleep through the night and could always come downstairs and be faced with um, daddy's new friend. Um, so that was... Um, not college like it's not your best friend and your roommate like this is a situation that's temporary hopefully mm -hmm. um and really just so that you guys can you know in the meantime resolve all the other issues that you need but you still have to kind of be living together during that time and yeah just don't have significant others and even like throwing ragers you know <laughs> to, like we've had um We've heard stories of clients particularly throwing like parties to get the other spouse to want to move out. Don't aggravate the other party to move out. If it's your matrimonial home, they have equal rights to possess that property. It yeah. You might actually put yourself in a situation where you're the one that gets an order of exclusive um, possession or where the other side gets um, an order for exclusive possession and you're the one that's now forced to move out of the home. So it might not strategically play out the way you're thinking. But I want to, I'm still sticking on the issue of conduct, but looking at this from the best interest of the child perspective, how you speak to each other, though, is a big one for me. Um, it's very important to protect the children from conflict. Like I know a lot of times um, just the argument, the arguments continue. You can't say you're living in the home because of the children, because you want them to have both parents. But then the tension in the house is so high that it's really better if none of you were there, right? Like it's really, you know, it gets that. And that's, I think that's one that bothers me. What's been your experience with that? Yeah, absolutely. So like we've had, well, we've placed parameters is what we ideally like to do is if the children are at school and there's something that needs to be discussed, that's the appropriate time. And again, like there's ways to discuss things without, you know, having the police call to your residence. <laughs> Yes. In that situation, just kind of be mindful that you're dealing with children and they're not oblivious to things, you know, yes. no matter how young your child is, like things can be felt, I'll call it in the air, like it's very yes. clear. Um, so just being very mindful of the children's schedules, like where I would ideally suggest that you guys kind of narrow down what issues you would encounter. So if there's a scheduling conflict with the children, if there's extracurricular activities, like things that would ordinarily lead to a dispute, address them beforehand. So you're not doing it in the moment where you're, you know, the children are there and there's not, there's not something that you could suppress at that point. Yep. True. So, and even things like punching the wall and, uh, you know, and, yeah. um, you know, throwing things. Storming out. I was going to say that. The if it's not really calling necessary. The, calling the police is a, is a huge one. Um, the fact that you cannot find your keys and you think the other person has taken it and maybe beyond all reasonable doubt they did, it's still... It's still not, they might have stolen your car and under the law, the other person should be charged. But looking at it from the lens of the, of the children, um, you know, it's their neighborhood. They, 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 they might be friends with the neighbors. They, it's just a lot for, for children to deal with and, and they'll smile and they'll, you know, it looks like they're fine on the surface, but you know, I don't think we really want to be um, putting the kids through that. Now, something else 
that needs to be talked about because this comes up so many months or years later and, and the lawyers are left figuring it out, which is how will the expenses be dealt with? So if you're one of the blessed ones that are able to live together um, with minimal tension and respect boundaries and all of that, well, that still doesn't take away the fact that it's post-separation now. And when you both get lawyers and you're moving out, those expenses would be adjusted. And I'm talking things like mortgage. Um, Your property tax, mortgage insurance, um, utility. Internet, yes, things like yes. Don't shut off the heat just because the other party is residing <laughs> in the home and the bill is in your name. There are ways to transfer over things. So like just keeping mindful tension issues, like just. Yes. So some people, and I think expectations too. So if you're in a position where you can actually have a conversation, then you might want to discuss your expectations. Um, generally speaking, if you're separated now, the other party doesn't, you don't have to share the bills 50. If you weren't sharing it 50, 50, you're not entitled to the other party just necessarily paying the bill. So if you're in a scenario where one party was paying all of the bills and maybe the other party wasn't working, yes, I mean, there will be support obligations there, but the obligation to maintain your lifestyle in exactly the same format as it was before separation it, it, it's not their obligation. Let me put it that way. Could it be the appropriate thing to do because you have the children there and because it keeps the peace? Absolutely. And if, if you're the party that's also paying these expenses, don't feel like you're being cheated out of something now because I've been paying the, the mortgage throughout the marriage and he should pay half right now. Well, remember that there might be a spousal support obligation right there. If you're going to expect them to pay half the bill, then you might want to be mindful of the fact that you're setting yourself up for, for support obligations. So these might be things we need to, you need to consult with a lawyer early on, right? I mean, I'm sure, I don't know if you want to weigh in there on. Yeah. I mean, like, yes. I think the common concern is like, if they're not sharing bills, like the expectation of what you guys did while you guys were together is not the same anymore, right? There's different legal obligations that flow. There may be adjustments, all of these things and credits are taken into consideration. So, you know, it's, it's important that you seek the advice of a lawyer to understand kind of what exposure you have, what kind of rights and obligations mm -hmm. exist for you. But yeah, it's, it's not something that should be so contentious to the point where Again, the police are called and you guys are fighting in front of the mm -hmm. children and you guys can't live. And I wouldn't say in peace, but in some semblance. So of peace, I know. No, I've had people, I've had a lot of files where people have come to me um, after, especially with the pandemic. For some people, it was the smart reason. Very early on in, in 2020, um, people weren't able to move. They weren't. So it made sense to, to live together and that was fine. But one person's expectation was the other side would pay half the bills uh, while another person's expectation was well this is just how we've always we've always lived and so now we're we're stuck with dealing with years of of disclosure of who paid rogers and who paid embridge and how much support should have paid to be paid to one person and it, this could have all been easily solved with both parties agreeing that we would maintain the status quo and as such, no one's going for back support and no one's going to ask for expenses to be adjusted. Or if you want it to be adjusted, then again, being, I'm, I'm a fan of being intentional. I don't, I, I believe in people crafting the results that work best for their situation, but be intentional about it. 
if you're saying, well, I'm going to pay everything now, but the intention is we're going to adjust this later. I get it that I may or may not have a support obligation, but we need to sort this out now. Then you both know, and hopefully with that intention would come the um, knowledge that you should keep your your paperwork better, right? Like save the bills or if paid from one card so that it's easy for you to just print out that um, account statement and we can see everything there because it's it's um somewhat it's a shame sometimes the amount of resources that goes into legal fees to sort out you know things like yeah, that. And on that, I think if you're in that situation and you're unclear about the financial aspects, just keep a log of what you're getting, what is being paid, who's paying it. Have a spreadsheet. Even if you're in the position where you could sit down with your partner, maybe create a joint spreadsheet about your expenses and how you guys would allocate them. Even if you're not getting independent legal advice, which we strongly recommend you do, mm-hmm. but it, at least you have the idea, especially if this is a longer term you know, situation, you don't want to have to spend a lot of legal resources going back through your banking history, who paid what and arguing over it's not, sometimes it may not be worth it. But at the same time, keeping a detailed log and documents about what's Mm -hmm. actually being paid and who's paying it would be very helpful. Yes. So, um, I mean, those are my thoughts for now. I don't, I mean, there's There's a lot that we can say, but I think um, the general idea is just create boundaries, respect that, um, and, you know, respect those, those boundaries. If it's possible to maintain a sort of a physical separation while in the home, please do so. Everybody conduct yourself decently, use basic common sense, don't have any expectations on, you know, of the other party. And, um, you know, think about your children and their best interest and just try to minimize the tension as much as possible. Um, It's not okay to just say, well, I didn't assault anyone. Um, Yelling and screaming and and punching things could be even more scary at times. Um, And then, you know, think about the, the expenses that are being incurred and how you want to deal with that. If you're if you're not clear or you're not in agreement, then make sure that you keep your records um, in a way that could be very clear if that has to be dealt with afterwards. But best of luck is the is the greatest tip of all. <laughs> like I wish you the best and I hope you you survive this. Hey, it's a great situation for for a lot of people to be able to live together in the home, as I said earlier, for for financial and parenting reasons. But regardless, for some people, you need to you need to physically be in separate homes as soon as possible. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Until next time, it's bye for now. Thanks for listening and joining us in the AP Legal Zone. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find more episodes by searching AP Legal Zone on anywhere you watch podcasts. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast today so you can stay connected with any updates and get notified about any new episodes.